0: On you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Mm. Let the battle begin.
1: This is Dr. Dan. No one would argue that the care and security and safety of our children is extremely important. Uh, The Cherokee County DSS uh, has had some issues with this over the last decade that have come to the fore about a year ago. And my guests on Freedom Forum Radio are the director of Cherokee County DSS, Amanda Tanner-McGee, and the attorney for DSS, Andrea Duncan. And I want to welcome you both back to Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you. So we've discussed the fact – we've discussed what went on over the last decade or more at DSS in Cherokee County. And now we're at the point where the state came in and decided because of all this, they were going to take over uh, the Cherokee County DSS, which they came in and they did. They brought a whole raft of people in here. And what did they do?
2: Um, Okay. (laughs) That falls to me. So the division – let me first say, and I have worked at state levels, and I have great respect for people at all levels of work in the child welfare field, at the federal level, state level, so I, I want to put that out there to begin with. Having said that, and having been a person at a state level, I will say that it is not easy or um, for a person who works in a state office who might be a consultant in a a county dss to just show up and then start running that dss office the skill sets are completely different and so the but even before that let me say that i believe my state partners would agree with me and that if they could do this over again they wouldn't do what they did i think the decision that they made was quick uh it was not well thought out and um, will say uh, they may disagree with me on this, but I don't think it produced the results that they um, intended. I, I don't think they had an idea of what the end result would be when they came in. Um, and so when the state did get here, they had to figure out what the leadership would look like. And again, uh, they brought in numerous individuals with different skill sets Um, and the leadership that was provided was um, intended to be good. Um, However, it was inconsistent, and it was very difficult for the department to operate because the state was operating half of the department, and another director, temporary director, was handling the other part of the department, and there wasn't anybody watching the whole house. And that that produced some problems in and of itself. So the state um, attempted to put systems in place that they thought would correct the problems, and many of the many of the problems uh, were were discussed and talked about. Uh, certainly, attention to what the appropriate court um, processes needed to be um, were were discussed and trained. Um, but it was a difficult time because there were numerous people, all who had different viewpoints of how things needed to change, and so the change uh, was spotty and. Um, In my mind, being I'm a systems thinker, the state didn't bring in changes that were likely to produce long-term positive results for children. That's a systems issue. And again, I say that I think that it was the case because there wasn't a really well-thought-out plan of what the takeover needed to look like, how long it would last, and what needed to be accomplished in that time frame, if that makes sense.
1: I don't think I'm at all out of line by saying to you that as far as I am concerned, things did not improve until you were hired, Amanda, and you were hired, Andrea. Thank you. Thank when, you. When, that's, when, that's when the DSS in Cherokee County turned around and decided and was able to fly right. Okay. Uh, and until that time, I think the state uh, was really muddying up the waters uh, and the reason is is very simple. Uh, that is, first of all, and as far as Raleigh is concerned in the state government, we don't even exist. We're west of Asheville, uh, and that's been a problem a long time uh, for us. Our, these seven, or at least three or four of the western counties here in North Carolina, we get the short end of the stick everywhere. We're forgotten, and from my my vantage point on this. That really was the crux of the problem, wasn't it? Because the state has obligations by law that they weren't doing. Why don't you talk about that?
2: Okay. So oversight of policy implementation is a responsibility of the state. Um, and the state government, vis-a-vis the federal government, has absolute responsibility for making sure that policies and practices are in place in in counties, and that and that uh, deficiencies are noted. In this case, um, it it should have never gone on for so many years when when something like a CVA agreement was happening. If the state had implemented um, uh, coherent, um, comprehensive um, review processes going back 20 years, I do not believe that we would have ever been wound up where we did. Uh, it would have come up in a review. If you're reviewing cases in the quality assurance process, it would be impossible for this kind of a problem to have occurred more than once.
1: So it's obvious that the state was required by law. I mean, this is not required by me or you, but they are required by state law to review DSS because DSS is one of those departments that actually is run by the state. They're the ones who oversee the entire DSS system. Okay, It's not like we're some autonomous group out here in Cherokee County could do what we want and they give us some money from time to time. That's not it. The law is very clear. They are required to do oversight and training – both oversight and training, neither of which they did for the last decade. They came out and did oversight. What did they find? What did they look for?
2: I'm not aware of any of the reviews that occurred early on in the when these CVAs first started happening. I haven't heard of any or seen any results of any reviews. Surely there would have been report stating that they had discovered a process that was inappropriate that would have gone back to the very first time the attorney did that and the very first director it isn't a positive thing at all that this went on for so long without it being noticed by anybody worse yet if it was noticed and it was not addressed um which could be the case so i i was not it is shocking um, that because this is a, a county-run, but the state oversight, and that's exactly how the state portrays this. It's county-run, state oversight. And there is a requirement of the reviews of, of these practices and these case files. And so it is very troubling that there weren't reviews that produced um, information that a process was incorrect for so many years.
1: Part of the review is they come in and they request to look at some records, I would imagine. They pull the files, they read them. Uh, They probably don't spend a whole bunch of time out here. Um, And then they go back to Raleigh. But if you recall, when we requested copies of those reports, they were not in existence, were they?
2: Why was that? Because
1: obviously They they didn't do their job. You can lay this at the foot of the Department of Health and Human Services in Raleigh, for not doing their job for the last decade or more when they came out here. Is that true? You don't have to say so, but you can.
2: I I think they have to accept responsibility. Uh, You know, so, yes, the state has responsibility for providing reviews and for providing training, and they were woefully inadequate. It was non-existence. So two things. One, should an attorney who um, was obligated by a code of ethics and uh, a set of practices ever have... Uh, initiated the cva practice no um however that being said the department um, the division at the state level does have responsibility not only for the quality assurance oversight but they have responsibility for training for attorneys directors and staff and the state has not provided money to counties to provide that training and in fact there is federal money available for training for attorneys etc. So while the attorney made a grave error in judgment yes that's true the state up to that point had not provided any training for uh, DS attorneys that's required to date. There is no required training for um, DSS directors or for attorneys. Uh, So you can only say, how did we get here? The state was not providing the appropriate oversight, nor was the state providing training that would have prevented um, this whole thing from getting started in the first place.
1: One would have to assume that if proper training had been provided, forget for the director and for the for the you know attorneys, I mean the state is supposed to provide training for caseworkers and and social workers and all that. Certainly, at some point in appropriate training, the appropriate handling of children would have been the the subject of training.
2: Right. Well, so on that training, all all social workers that work in child welfare are required to go through um, a pre service training and then a series of trainings. Um, through the first year of their employment. The pre-service training uh, is, I've been through the training, I've been through over 400 hours of training provided by the state. So I can say this with confidence, that the pre-service training um, would likely not have been sufficient to, for, it would not have been sufficient for a social worker to know that what an attorney was telling a social worker was incorrect right so when a social worker comes to the attorney or to a supervisor and says i have this family i'm working with and i believe they're a great risk and i don't think this child is safe the social worker would not have been trained well enough in a pre-service training or any of the other trainings um to know that the process um that the attorney was instructing the social worker to do would have been incorrect
1: this is dr dan and we're back with uh Amanda Tanner-McGee, the director of Cherokee County Department of Social Services, and Andre Duncan, the attorney for the Department of Social Services. And we've been discussing uh, the results of the state takeover. We've been discussing the fact that the state of North Carolina is responsible for oversight and training. Uh, of the personnel and that they were absolutely did not do that. They did not uh, do what is required by law to do proper oversight and proper training of the personnel here in Cherokee County. And as a result, for the last decade, this custody visitation agreement have been allowed to uh, be signed and uh, remove children from home in a way that was not legal but actually Worked, nevertheless. So, let's talk about let's talk about an obvious issue. I mean, things like this don't happen in a vacuum, and the people of Cherokee County obviously were informed uh, about what had gone on, and the result was a lot of misinformation that came out in the press. So, let's talk about that. Misinformation in the press is very damaging to the reputation not only of the Department of Social Services, but to the people involved, the social workers, the caseworkers, uh, and the people in charge. And as I've said, the fact is we hired both of you, and that's when our agency turned turned core, did a one eighty and is now going in the right direction. But nevertheless, the bad press and the misinformation continues. So what do you have to say about that?
2: um i think I think press uh newspaper uh, and other media outlets obviously can say whatever they want to say and and some of this provides good uh, fodder for for news. I guess the truth is though that uh, for example, with the shredding story, they're just first of all it's an unrelated it's an unrelated thing to the c v a um issue um, there I do not have. Any evidence that there was a shredding scheme shredding records all the records are accounted for um, and so that is I think an example of a story that um, creates a, a view that that is inaccurate um, there's no information that I have no evidence that I have that there was ever a shredding scheme to somehow get rid of you know records to to hide some uh, nefar- some bad social work or things that shouldn't have happened that that just doesn't appear to be the case. The shredding story is was as simple, really um, as as it sounds that there there really is a need for space. At the time, there really was uh, a need for space. And there really is a, a whole room full of paper records that have um, passed a, a purge date or that could be um, scanned and then digitalized into a digital record permanently. Uh, and as long as you can produce that, then the paper record um, is, is not necessary to keep. So DSSs all over the state are are getting rid of paper records.
1: And this is not an uncommon practice for me- I mean in medical offices the same thing. We're required to keep our records for 5 years. Once we've been on electronic medical records, every single record has been digitized that is legally required. Uh, to be digitized. It's for a very simple reason. Who has the space to keep hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of big, thick paper folders when all you have to do is digitize them, uh, copy them, uh, scan them in, and keep them in a a digital way? So obviously the press has reason to uh, sensationalize things like that and to make it appear uh, bad for DSS, really, which is part of their agenda, rather than the agenda of telling the truth. So what else has gone on? And I will just say that the the, the newspapers are very, very adept at, <clears throat> at misleading people. Mm-hmm. Most people, okay, will read the headline, mm-hmm. the sub-headline, and mm-hmm. the first paragraph or two of a story. Right. That's it. So Newspapers know that all they need to do is they can put their Mm -hmm. their sensational headlines right at the top. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in the 10th or 20th paragraph, they can say, what we just said is pure speculation and may or may not be true. No one ever gets to that paragraph. So this is nothing new. It's been going on for decades. So you had another instance, did you not, where this was a problem?
2: Exactly. So there was a... There was a story uh, published and then a headline in a different paper about a, a major payback that um, was made from an audit of of, title for, of foster care records that were 4E eligible. The review, um, that was a really misleading headline and really and grossly misleading different statements in, in that article, in both articles, Carolina Public Press and then the Cherokee Scout, that made it sound as if um, social workers were um, misusing money, um, using money in an inappropriate, incorrect manner. And that's not the case. So the way that that works is that it's a complicated thing. Uh, the Title IV-E reviews went back um, 10 to 14 years. Um, and Title IV-E is a funding mechanism for certain children in foster care there's about a 20-page document that has to be filled out in order to determine whether or not a child is eligible, and there has to be certain language in a court order for that to be found eligible. So, in some of these cases, a, the wording was wrong from the court order. That's not something that a social worker could control. In some cases, a box wasn't checked, so there there wasn't uh, there wasn't much money paid back to begin with. Um, I think total the county paid back over twenty twenty thousand dollars or so um because it's a matching funding system but the headline was misleading the headline made it sound as if there was um incompetence um at all levels and and that a huge amount of money was paid back and that just really isn't the case
1: the headline if i remember was that that the error was in in the neighborhood of $277,000. Right, and
2: that's and not it, correct.
1: Which was not correct because and then of course the taxpayers of Cherokee County look at right. that and said we have to pay $277,000 back. And That is not the case. Our our portion of that was somewhere around 12 or I think it was around $12,000 was actually what we owed, we had to pay back. And these were errors errors of omission, uh, minor lay- out oh, the wrong box checked, something written incorrectly, small errors, there was nothing malicious, there was nothing illegal about it. It just was a bookkeeping correction, which is picked up as we go through and we go through these records. So again, um, we always have to be careful about what we read in the papers, what we hear on the news. These people have an agenda and they are not at all uh, bashful about uh, publishing their agenda Mm -hmm. in any way and pushing their agenda in any way that they can.
0: And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything gonna be all right this morning.